ComC is happy to offer their new discounted consignment service, ComC Fresh Pulls. Effective immediately, ComC is offering 50% off processing fees for all newly released trading card consignments. To qualify, cards must be received within 90 days of the hobby release date and submitted using the Elite, Select, or Mailbox processing service level. ComC is happy to announce their December auction event. For the whole month of December, ComC is now offering auctions on all cards with no minimum auction fee. Submit your items today. To stay up to date with ComC and all their newest promotions, follow ComC on all social media at CheckOutMyCards, one word, on all platforms. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. We are in the final week or two of 2021, and I've been doing some thinking. I've been thinking about what my collecting goals are going to be for 2022, and I haven't landed on what those are yet, and I'll probably do a podcast episode in early January that kind of outlines how I did on my goals for 2021 and what my goals are going to be for 2022, but I'm spending these last few weeks thinking hard about what I want my hobby goals to look like in 2022. Is there anything I want to keep the same? Is there anything I want to change? Is there anything I want to build on? And is there anything that can just completely go away? And there probably will be. You know, for instance, going into the last couple of years, I really scaled back my collecting goals around complete sets. And I really have focused in on only wanting to, to put together or to have stash away a complete tops flagship set just to kind of serve as a record for that year and i've shifted a little bit towards collecting some vintage cards and some vintage sets and some wrestling and a few other oddball issues and so i've i've shifted my focus over the last couple years i've really scaled some things back to to have a little more narrow focus and that's been good for me and so i would encourage you to spend some time thinking about what you want next year to look like Have you been frustrated with what you've seen so far? Have you been frustrated with a certain type of card that you've been chasing? Well, then maybe mix it up a little bit. Put some thought into it, and we can have a conversation about where you landed with that early next year. Well, on to our main topic today, and it's one that I am excited about. I was super excited when I reached out to this individual and asked if they'd be interested to come on and have a conversation, and they said, sure. And that is Terry Smith, the original artist behind Fleer ProVision in the early 90s. And so we got together, we had a conversation, and I had a, a ton of fun just talking about what things were like back then and where things have headed and gone since then. And so I hope you enjoy that conversation as well. And we'll play it right after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by Collectors for Collectors. It breaks new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can check out udogcollect.com to see what they're breaking this week. And you can also check out their physical shop in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they have a wide selection of wax, singles, and you can even watch some of their breaks live in the shop. Check out udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. Today, we welcome Terry Smith to the program. Terry was the man behind the original Fleer ProVision cards back in the early 90s, and he is joining us today to have a conversation. Terry, welcome. 
Hey, nice to be here. Thanks. You know, when I was collecting as a kid, the ProVision cards that came out in Fleer in 1991 were some of the first chase insert cards that I know me and my friends were excited to track down. At the time, I didn't know that you were the person behind those cards, but had since learned that. And so definitely wanted to bring you on to have a conversation about that. I know those are fan favorites amongst many collectors who got started collecting in the 80s and 90s. So Terry, maybe we can just start by hearing a little bit about your background and kind of what you were doing prior to partnering with FLIR there in 1991. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I had always collected cards as a, you know, as a kid uh, growing up. My first, uh, just to give you an idea, you know, the cards I was chasing when I was growing up were, you know, 19, you know, the 68, 69 tops, you know, tall boy basketball cards and picking up the old, you know, baseball cards, but I go that far back, but I'd always enjoyed uh, card collecting and, and my love of art. Uh, I played basketball. And so, you know, basketball cards were kind of my, my first love. And I ended up playing basketball at, at Stanford uh, on a scholarship there and, and had always collected cards and kept going. Um, but during that time, you know, I was playing ball, I guess that would have been, you know, in the late seventies, early eighties. And, by the time I got out of school, the Donruss cards, um, if, if you remember, they had, you know, some artwork in them. And, you know, those cards were what sports art uh, had always been. And that was kind of a headshot and then a couple of action shots. And so I looked at those and I said, you know, that's, it doesn't excite me. I've seen that before. It's been there. And I wanted to do something different. So I collected comic books and things and I'd always done, you know, my art and all that stuff. And so I thought that what we needed was something that was more contemporary. I wanted to kind of create something that, that if I was a kid uh, and I'm still a big kid that I would want to collect. And, and it was a kind of, you know, we look at our athletes uh, then and even today as kind of superheroes. So think of those, you know, the images I was doing, I was thinking about, hey, if I had to do, you know, an issue number one, you know, a Bo Jackson comic book, what would it look like? And so that's kind of where it started. And I sent the images, uh, some of my paintings off. I think the first I sent, the first one I did was that Dwight Gooden flamethrower. Mm -hmm. And I sent that off to Fleer and I sent it to, you know, Tops and, and, uh, and I think, yeah, it was Fleer, Tops and Donners. There were only three companies back then. Just to say, hey, this is the kind of thing that, that I would do. And I think, you know, people would enjoy more and long story short you know nothing happened and about a year and a half two years later I get a call Fleer had been sold and uh, one of the VPs that came in my letter and, and image was left over in his predecessor's desk <laughs> and he called and said hey we'd like to do something with these and that's kind of how it got started so the first ones I think were done I want to say it was like 1990 uh, when we did the first ones but we started with baseball and they were definitely very different from what people were used to. So I'm excited that, uh, you know, your generation found those fun and, and interesting. And it, it's nice to, uh, to see that people still like them. Yeah, I think that was the thing that, you know, you hit on it, right? They were so much different than what we were seeing from the standard cards with, with standard photos and um, the Diamond Kings, that I think you were referencing, right? Yes. The, that first yeah. kind of artwork that, that Donruss was using, uh, and, and these just, they did, I, until you mentioned that part of that inspiration was thinking about them as a superhero or, or as 
as a, a comic book character, that that connects right with the, the bionics in Bo Jackson's arm and with the, the flames or the the other, you know, the, the smoke that comes, you know, those types of things that that I think is a big piece of why those things resonated. And did you before you had submitted those out, how many of those had you done in advance of kind of working out the arrangement with Fleer? Was it just the Dwight Gooden or had you kind of done several before yeah. then? No, you know, again, it was just, you know, it was my style. You know, I call it, I call it sports fantasy. And at the time, nobody was doing that, you know. Um, you know, since that time, obviously, you know, way back when there are a lot of people that, you know, even Fleer, you know, I did them for the first couple of years and then they got another artist to do them. But, you know, the style has been copied, you know, now. Um, but if you think back, those images and to answer your question no i i'd only done the one as a sample of saying hey we should do something like this and the concept basically is that like i said when you look at a comic book cover or when you look at a fantasy piece it's telling a story and so the concept behind all of my pieces it's not it's the story behind the athlete and what i tried to do was tap into the things that collectors and fans knew you mentioned about you know the bionic chip in, in Bo's arm you know it's kind of telling the stories of you know how I thought fans of that particular athlete thought of him so with Dwight you know during that period I think that was you know in his heyday you know he was just almost unhittable in his prime when he was going you know and he could throw heat and he could throw you know a curve you know that had velocity on it which at the time was just it was killing batters you know they couldn't even know what to do so how do you reflect that and so all of the images if you look at them closely you know there is some kind of story uh, i remember on the nolan ryan piece we did i think it was a year later um i think he had just thrown his uh seventh no hitter i believe and so if you look at the smoke on the ball you know there's a six and there's a seven and then as the smoke rises it's starting to form an eight because the question is would he throw an eight so when you look at those types of things, you know, people who follow these particular athletes, you know, it's the story behind who they are and what they are. And so that's what I was trying to kind of represent in those images is, you know, look closer, see what you see. Sometimes the things are obvious and sometimes they're not. I think that same year we did a Bo Jackson football. Behind him, the moon is actually a baseball. <laughs> so the idea of connecting things, little subtle things that I think when people are looking at the art, uh, they can have fun. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. I had picked up on some of those things, but a few of these things that you're mentioning, I'm definitely going to have to go back and, <laughs> and look a little bit closer because a few of those subtle um, nods I, I hadn't picked up on before. Oh, a lot of people, I mean, you know, Frank Thomas with the time bomb in the bat, that one's pretty obvious, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes, again, they're more subtle things. Um, uh, you know, we've continued that, you know, if, if people are interested to see some of the newer work, because I hadn't done any paintings in 25 years. And, we, you know, I just, uh, we did a deal with the NBA about a year ago. So there's a site called Imaginary Inc. And Inc is I-N-K dot uh, net. And they can see some of the new paintings. But it was the first time, you know, in, in 25 years that I started painting again. And this time, instead of painting traditionally, I was painting digitally, which I had to teach myself to do. But, you know, even now, you know, they'll see on those, you know, kind of the new stories. 
um, behind some of the new NBA players. Um, but it, it's always fun, you know, to, to, uh, to do things like that and, and, and find out that people, after all these years, people still enjoy them. And those sets, uh, and I can say it now, were, they, were, they, they weren't the greatest looking. So I think that, that first set, I, I believe those were those yellow border FLIR cards or something that, yep. that those first, and those, those are some pretty ugly cards, but at least people enjoyed the black borders on, uh, you know, on those original uh, ProVision cards. On the backs of those, they had kind of a, a title at the top. Was that the the name of the the painting? Had you named those and then kind of passed that along to Fleer? Or yeah, um, yeah, okay. yeah. I you know again when I'm doing the paintings, I'm always naming them. Uh, and usually, I I didn't do the writing behind it, but usually I would name them. And and on most of my paintings, I'll do a little write up of them. Um, on these particular ones, again, I I think. I think most of the time Fleer used the names that I provided, not always, but, uh, you know, definitely on, on the newer pieces and the older pieces. Like I said, the painting is a story. So you kind of have a story in your head of what the painting represents, who the athlete is and, and what you're trying, what's the message behind, behind the image. So these were the first time you had done something where they ended up on a, on a sports card, but had you been painting for other, other purposes for, traditional wall art or for other organizations had you if i understood correctly you had been doing painting for other groups prior to this right oh yeah yeah in fact uh, again if, if they go to the terrysmithcreations.com site there's a section in there called i think it's called athletes or i think it's athletes and they'll see some of the older paintings that um, preceded um the FLIR paintings so for example we were doing uh, I was doing some ads for Adidas. There's a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar poster that ended up when he broke the uh, the scoring record. Uh, we did a piece. Uh, there's a piece we did for Adidas for when Eric Eric Dickerson broke the rushing record, single season rushing record. Um, you know, we did pieces uh, even tennis. We did Yvonne Lindell and so forth. So yeah, I, I'd been doing fun kind of sports images. Uh, and after I finished playing ball at Stanford, I was actually doing started doing uh, sports pieces that people noticed uh, for actually for the athletic department, for the football team and basketball team and that kind of stuff at Stanford. And that's where Adidas saw them and that kind of stuff. And it kind of started me down that path of what, like I said, what I called sports fantasy. And we've done some pieces for the 49ers, it's, you know, Bay Area, Bay Area teams, A's, Niners, um, the Giants. And uh, it kind of grew from there. You talked about then taking, you know, not really having anything out there um, in the same way for 25 years or so. And this new round, are the, are the paintings that you referenced the same ones that are on the, the small stars uh, mini prints? Is that, a, is that part of that collection or is that a, an additional uh, thing that you had been a, a part of? Yeah. Uh, thanks for that little plug. I appreciate it. You guys can go <laughs> check out the small stars. That's also uh, something that we do. Uh, yeah, you know, it's think of the small stars as art. What I wanted to do is, you know, I'd done two dimensional art and that obviously got into the hobby and, uh, you know, years ago. And I wanted to do something different there as well. You know, we've had starting lineups, you've had, you know, all star vinyl, which was, you know, from Upper Deck and all that kind of stuff. But again, just like my paintings, I, where's the fun, right? So what I wanted to do is create something that was a little more fun. Uh, that had, you know, some kind of special elements to it. 
So the small stars were just another way to kind of create collectible art. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen them, they're kind of these um, kind of mixes, what I would say kind of, you know, urban vinyl, you know, with, uh, you know, with kind of these stylized uh, uh, caricatures of NBA players. And uh, we did, when we first put them out, there were 12 inch versions. So they're pretty big. And uh, there's actually in the first ones we put out, there was a tech component. There's a RFID tag in the shoe. And when you put your phone, there was a free app. Um, I think it was called Icon AI Small Stars. Um, and I think, the, I think the app is still out there. But when you put your phone on the, uh, when you put your phone over the shoe, the, the animated version of our caricature of the athlete would come to life on your phone. We, in the later versions and the product is still, we're still making new ones. So the new ones are out there. But what you're talking about is we came back and made a six inch version, which is more kind of chibi style. So um, if you think about, you know, pop vinyl with characters that have larger heads, but ours are, you know, what we did was kind of create these more, re more realistic caricatures. They're not meant to be realistic versions of the athletes but kind of stylized caricatures of the athletes. So we're kind of picking up the physical traits that you'd recognize and, and make them more distinctive. Whereas pop is, they're pretty generic. Mm -hmm. And so what I did as a surprise, I didn't tell anybody they were in. It's never really been stated. Um, but what we did on the six inch versions, when we put them out inside of the first wave, there were two, what we called mini prints. Uh, and that, that features some of the new, new artwork and they're, they're two-sided. So on each uh, mini print, you get one athlete on one side and another athlete on the other side. And so there were, in the first batch that we did, there were two. So you actually got four players and we did, uh, you know, there's LeBron and Curry and it's the first, uh, you know, it was the rookie years of, Z of Zion and John Morant. Um, and they're mini prints, we, you know, we don't have a license to do cards, so they are mini prints, so they're about four by six. And they were a blast to do, you know, and, and there's some fun images there that I think people will enjoy. Um, I'm not sure how many people know they're out there, but uh, the, first, uh, the first group has black borders, so the one you were holding up of Magic, uh, excuse me, of LeBron. So those were, who's on the backside of your LeBron? Um, Zion. That's a Beckett special. So we only did 300 of those. Okay. So you, you basically, you know, and again, nobody knows numbers, but now you do. There are only 300 of those that we did for Beckett that have LeBron on one side and Zion on the back. The, uh, the versions, uh, there was a, a test run that was done at Walmart. And so though the black border ones, uh, the first kind of series of those, if you will, um, but from what I understand, those are sold out and they're gone. I know you can't even get them on our site anymore. The second uh, wave of figures is scheduled to hit probably in the next month or so. I'm hoping it gets in before Christmas at Walmart. So that's the first series had um, on, the, on the minis was LeBron, uh, Curry, Kawhi, um, Luca and Zion. And the next wave coming out, uh, we'll have uh, Trey Young, uh, Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Ja Morant. So those ones should be hitting the Walmart soon. 
Now those will have um, some of the same uh, images will be repeated, but they'll have white borders. So the people who got the black border ones, you got the, lim the, the limited run stuff. And then there's, uh, there'll be some new figures coming out as well that we're working on. And I'll announce on your show, the one thing we ha will have coming that nobody knows about yet is we're actually doing little three inch versions, ah. which, will which will come in a blind box. Oh. So you won't know who you get. We'll be adding more players, multiple uniforms. So that will be more, you know, more card-like in the sense of, you know, chase elements. There'll be, you know, some figures rarer than others and all that kind of stuff. At the Walmarts on the second series, what you'll be getting are, there are some limited runs where we did the players in solid color. So for example, you can, the regular one will have Trey in his red uniform, but there'll be a few that will, be all red there'll be a few that will be all gold and a few that will be all white so with each with each player you can actually get versions of them that are just solid in their team colors so we'll see how if people like that or not but the, a little break on that traditional hey let's make them black or gold or silver you know that kind of stuff it's like nah they'll be team colored so hopefully people will enjoy those as well I love hearing how the the creative process continues to to bubble yeah. through, whether it is um, with the the artwork itself or whether it's the three dimensional artwork that's a part of these figures. I think that's fantastic. You had talked about a few of the things that are on the horizon. Before we go today, anything else out that you want to let people know about um, that you've got coming up, or or at a minimum, let's let people know where they can where they can find yeah. you and your work. Yeah. Uh, well, again, if they, the, the, that series of paintings that I, you know, had done last year or, you know, this year or early part of 2021, they can see at imaginaryinc.net. What we do there is there are 16, what is it, 16 by nine inch versions that are always available. Um, they are officially licensed. Most of the artwork you see out there is not licensed. We are licensed by the NBA and the Players Association. So everything that we do, you'll get the, the official NBA hologram on, they're signed. Those pieces are signed, but they're not numbered. And then about every two or three months, I'll release uh, like a, 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 I think they're uh, 26 by 30 inch, so a really large um, G clay print. And what I do is I offer the print for five days. And whoever orders them in five days, that's all we make. So we did we did two last uh, two this year. The first one was LeBron, and uh, there's only twenty. We ended up selling twenty three of those. Wow, that's and then perfect did, number. And yeah, worked out well. I, yeah, because I, I bought the last one to you know it was a twenty two, and I said okay. nah, we gotta have twenty three. <laughs> so I bought the last one myself. So there's only twenty three of those, and then we did um, we did Zion. And again, I don't tell people when we're going to do this. It's mm -hmm. just, I just, we do it. So uh, we only sold five, you know, those are expensive. They're $500, uh, but I knew the runs were going to be super small. Mm -hmm. So there are five LeBrons and that's it. There's 23 of the LeBron, uh, excuse me, 23 of the LeBrons, that's it. And five of the Zions. Um, I'm probably, you know, sometime in the early part of the year, I'll release the next one. And I think we're going to, right now, I'm not sure who I'm going to release, but I think I'm going to release the Jaw Moran, I think is what I'm going to do. It'll either be Giannis or Jaw, one of those two. So that's one place they can see stuff. 
um, on at smallstars.com is a place where they can kind of keep up with um, with small stars and what's happening there. And then if they just want to see other things like video game artwork and movie studio work and older sports stuff and things like that, they can go to terrysmithcreations.com. So there's a, a big long plug for anybody that wants to check stuff out. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure people are going to want to check it out. I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing some of the stories behind those original ProVision cards. I, I, like I said, I know they are still fan favorites among many people in, in my generation. So thank you again. Yeah. And the other thing I'll tell people again, you know, uh, I still, I still get a lot of them in the mail and, you know, I just sign them and if people send a self-addressed stamped envelope, I just sign them and, and send them back to you. They're not very expensive. And so, you know, usually what happens is they give them in waves, right? Somebody will find out, hey, here's how you can get a hold of them. And then they'll send them and I'll, uh, I'll send them back. But uh, I appreciate everybody out there who enjoyed those. I've heard a lot of uh, just, you know, fun kind of positive feedback from people over the years. And it's very heartwarming from an artist standpoint to, to know that something that you did that long ago, people remember um, with, with affection and, and they really enjoyed them. And so, you know, it makes me feel great. So again, thank you to all those people out there who I've heard from and thank, you know, you're one of them now. Right? <laughs> and so again, it, it's very heartwarming and, and much appreciated. So thanks. The sports card shop is your small town, local card shop with the global reach located in new Buffalo, Michigan. The shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini Direct Dealer, the Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Tops, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is thesportscardshop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the MoCo Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world. Thanks again to Terry for coming on and spending a little time with us talking about the history of ProVision and what he's up to now. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope it brought back some memories of those cards. Or if you're never familiar with them, go check it out. There's a ton of them available on either Sportlots or definitely on CompC, and you can see those images that he was talking about. So go check out those Fleer ProVision cards from the early 90s. I think you'll enjoy seeing some of those images. Let me know what you think about the show. Reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com. Find me at WaxPackHero on Instagram or TikTok. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear the feedback. Well, that's all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.